harp on the fact that we're not going to the intro on zoom because y'all already know you already know there's no point in talking about it so let's just get to the um starbucks orders let's you know what amanda thank you for being the one to say that about the starbucks orders because i didn't want to bring it up since you're fasting from starbucks for lent so thanks for just being the one to be like it's not a big deal i'm good i'm fine very bi- biblical of you because we're actually going to read a scripture today that talks about what to do when you're fasting and praying and it's not to make a huge deal over the fact that you're giving up Starbucks. Way to well, lead by example. <laughs> well, let me just tell you, I kind of did make a big deal <laughs> to my husband though, because I'm like, listen, we're at Target and there's a Starbucks over there. And all I want is to get a cold brew with some cold foam on top and like walk around the store with my kids on this Saturday morning. But I said, nope, we're not doing it. I was like, you guys go for it. Get that muffin. You get that coffee, babe, like get what you need. I'm just going to stand here and look pitiful. <laughs> I was just about to be like, what a good mom, Amanda. And then the last sentence, they're like, I'm just going to stand here and look pitiful. <laughs> but really, that is very sweet. If it makes you feel better, all I want is a cold brew and I can't have a cold brew because you can't um, have that when you're pregnant. Yeah, that's just a lot of caffeine. Cool. I'm sure some people can, but like to me, like that's just a lot of caffeine. Like, yeah, that's a lot of caffeine. Cold brew is the best. And I feel like every drink that Starbucks has been coming out with lately is like something really high in caffeine, like the shaken espressos, the cold brew, like all the good drinks are like a straight shot of espresso to your veins. Right. Exactly. So any other time I'm so here for it. I know. I know. But here's the thing. I decided if I'm going to go for it, I might as well just go for it. So I'm actually, I'm drinking coffee right now, but I made it from home and I have an espresso machine for those that don't have it. It's amazing but you can buy decaf pods for it. And so I'm actually just drinking a decaf one right now because I was like, listen, if I'm going to give up Starbucks, I'm just going to go for the home run. I'm going to give up all of caffeine for Lent because why the heck not? If I can't get a cold brew, what's the point of caffeine? I I agree with you. (laughs) I feel like I do. Well, I say that I think having a toddler and being pregnant, like my tired level is so much that I did have the intention of like, I'm going to do full decaf when I'm pregnant, like I did with Olsen, but I've been like sneaking in little, like, you know, just like a one shot of espresso or like, totally just a half cup of coffee, not like every day, but just, just here and there. And I I feel like such a diva. Cause when I do go to Starbucks, my recent order, so this is a good like mom hack, or if you're somebody that can't handle a lot of caffeine. Oh, please tell me. I'm so excited. Yeah. It's very good. Okay. So you know how the whole thing is like the new shaken espressos? They're like all over Starbucks right now. They're the rage. So the there's two drinks that I've been getting switching back and forth. One of them is the new one, which is the toasted vanilla shaken espresso. Oh, you probably haven't seen it. Well, I've maybe seen, it, seen it, but I haven't gotten to order it because it came out after my. Yes. You know. So I'm gonna, you know, just be honest with you. It's really good. So I hate to tell you this, but okay. um, the so I get a grande toasted vanilla oat milk shaken espresso 20 names long whatever the heck the name is but I get it two-thirds decaf because it's three shots of espresso and so I get two of the shots decaf one of the shots regular 
Cami, we're going to literally, when you said this, all I want to do now is go make a graphic or an Instagram story for our listeners, because I, this sounds so good. And like probably a little it's bit so of a good option. And it's, it's one of those things that's funny because I feel like such a diva when I order it that I consistently, I'm like, sorry, I'm pregnant, <laughs> but I feel like I want them to know, but I get that with like half a sweetener or here's the other thing you can do. Oh. I do a sh- regular shaken espresso no classic, still two thirds decaf. So just sh- shake an espresso. You could do oat milk. You could do almond milk. You could do regular milk, okay. whatever. No classic two thirds decaf with the sweet cream foam on top, mm. which is basically my version of like a, a cold brew with, this with cold foam. Cause I can't drink a cold brew, but it's like two thirds decaf. So it's only one shot of espresso in a grande with like the sweet cream on top. That's going to be my summer. Like pregnancy hack oh yeah it's gonna be my summer hack and I'm not pregnant (laughs) also this is a total side note but we do this a lot our listeners can't see you but I can but you look like alfalfa right now (laughs) 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 so guys this I need y'all I'm gonna just break down what I'm seeing right now (laughs) Amanda's so cute and I'm like little sweatsuit right now but she's wearing it it's a cute clip I mean I'm sure I couldn't see it though because it was in the back of your head I'm looking at your face but you had one big hair just sticking straight up and it looked like alfalfa from little rascals I loved it but it was shocking oh there we go okay well let's after listen after that amazing Starbucks hack. And after my lack of caffeine, I just need our listeners to know, obviously we're talking about Lent in this season. And here's the thing. We'll start to dive into this deeper, but giving up Starbucks really in the grand scheme of things, the fact that our father died on the cross, I'm sitting here like, oh, this is the least I can do is give up Starbucks and caffeine. But when I tell you guys, it's been a real struggle bus, (laughs) it's been a struggle bus. And this is how I know it reaffirms why I need to fast because this is how weak my flesh is. TBH. TBH. Well, here's the thing we were talking before we started this and we were saying exactly what you said, Amanda, that it's, it really does just reveal how spoiled we are honestly like yes it's like man this is actually hard it's good to own up and be like this is actually challenging like I've been I didn't take something away in this Lent because I feel like pregnancy is kind of taking a lot of things <laughs> yeah. that I love away yeah. anyways yeah but I've it to four days a week I'm waking up at six o'clock a.m <gasps> which is hard because you know, and I'm spending like Olsen yeah I'm no- Olsen normally wakes up at seven or seven thirty so I'm getting up at six to have like a full hour of like worship, prayer, like quiet time before he wakes up. And like the cool thing is, is when I do that, you guys, like, again, so tired and like everything in my flesh is telling me you're pregnant. You need to sleep longer. Like this is your time, whatever. But every time I do it, it's just my whole day is better. I'm in a better mood. Like he wakes up and I'm like so filled up and ready to go for the day. It's, it's such a gift and it's so beautiful. But it is like the definition of like that scripture where it's where Jesus says to his disciples, like the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. And like, it's like my spirit knows this is what I need. I need to get up. I need, I'm like ready to go. I want to do this. But my flesh is telling me, no, you need to sleep. You deserve this. 
you've worked too hard, you know, and it's the same thing. I think, and especially in our Western culture, we are like entitled to things. We're entitled to our comforts. We're entitled to Starbucks. We're entitled to sleeping in. We're entitled to like whatever our heart desires in the idea of, of length, the idea of choosing to let something go or choosing to add something to our already busy lives. It just feels inconvenient. It feels uncomfortable and everything in us is going to tell us, no, you don't need that. Well, and not to mention, first of all, that's amazing that you're doing that. I, I almost want to even add that into my fasting because it just almost gives purpose to no caffeine and no Starbucks, you know, like it's a, it gives it like an extra thing of, oh, I'm going to sacrifice this, but I'm going to fill it up with this too. Kind of like what we talked about. Although that feels like a double whammy. Cause that's the mornings I really need that one shot of espresso. <laughs> so for you, wow, that would be amazing. Listen, I'm not pregnant. Both of my kids sleep through the night. I really have no excuse. Cause if I've stayed up late, it's my own darn fault. <laughs> it's because I'm watching Marvelous Miss Maisel. Let's be honest. I was just going to say that. I'm like, it's, if you stayed up late, it's because the bachelor's on or Marvelous Miss Maisel. hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, but no, when you were talking, Cami, it reminded me of the verse, which we want to talk about today and just why we, um, do Lent and why as Christians that we want to fast. And so I'm going to read the scripture Psalms 51, 16 through 17. And it says, you do not delight in sacrifice or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. You, God, will not despise. So after reading that, I'm like, okay, he already knows that this is tough for me. He already knows that I'm weak. And it is so much more of a relationship with our father to just be able to be like, you know what, God? here's my broken spirit and I'm a little spoiled and you know what? I don't want to be like this all the time. And next time, here's the thing that I love about fasting is when this fast is over, I'm actually just really excited to do Starbucks, maybe a little bit less or like in moderation and just like use those little things that I've learned in Lent and the, in the ways that the Lord has spoken to my heart and to my spirit, I can still like sprinkle those in as often as I desire to, like as often as I ask the Lord for help to, you know? I think that's so good because well, yeah, when I read that scripture, I think it's kind of, it reminds me of what we were talking about last week, which is the fact that it's not about the service level of just giving up the thing. It's not like, Hey, it's Lent. So God really wants you not to eat meat on Fridays or God really is asking that, Hey, you don't drink Starbucks or you don't eat ice cream. Like it's not about that shallow thing. It's not the sacrifice or in this scripture, they're, they're re- referencing burnt offerings, which is what the priest would bring like before on the altar as a way to like sacrifice the Lord to say like, Hey, like we realize that you're worthy. He's, he's not just wanting that he's actually wanting the deeper things. He's wanting our, our heart. heart before him to be exposed. And those broken heart, like that broken part of us, that's like, we're human and we need you. And one thing I love about Psalm 51, it's one of my favorite scriptures. Um, it's actually the first, like when I was in middle school, maybe, no, I guess I was eighth grade going into ninth grade is the summer that I got saved at a church camp. And there was the first time anyone had ever given me like a prophetic word. I didn't know that's what they were doing, but my counselor at that camp wrote me this like long letter about how she saw me, how the Lord saw me. And she wrote me the scripture, Psalm 51 10. And she said that she felt like God was speaking that over me and that's who I was. And it's created me a pure heart, oh God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. And so because of that, it was like the first time where I'd ever, I hadn't even read the Bible until that trip. And so to read the Bible and then have one specific verse 
that someone called out for me was just so beautiful. And so I really have clung to that. But what I've learned about Psalm 51 is it's actually David's writing it after he, Nathan, who's the prophet at the time comes to him and basically like exposes that he had an affair with Bathsheba. So David's the King and Nathan comes to him and is like, Hey bro, like I know what you did basically and calls him out. And then he writes this Psalm to the Lord. And I'm like, man, talk about being exposed, talk about your heart being exposed. And David is like, it says also that he was a man after God's own heart. And even in his sin, like God so loved him, spoke to him, used him, which like he really messed up. Not only did he have an affair with Bathsheba, but then he ends up having her husband, Uriah murdered. Like, so it's like, there's multiple layers to his mess that he's created in his humanity. But then in Psalm 51, he's just kind of confessing and just bringing this before the Lord, which honestly is so beautiful because I think that like, especially back then before Jesus, before people really understood the, the nature of God and his kindness. I feel like he was even, God was even more seen as this angry, far off, distant father who was just bringing judgment, bringing war, bringing like whatever to these, to these people. But David was such a unique person in the Bible that he had this one-on-one relationship with the Lord where he would sing to him, talk to him, like be with him and worship him regardless of the season. And even in his complete mess, he still chooses to come and just sing and, and declare like, God, I want a clean heart. I want it. I want a renewed steadfast spirit. Like this is my mess. And so when I think about like, you know, not just doing the sacrifice, it's like, yeah, he doesn't just want us to come and be like, I'm not doing this. And that's it. He wants us to be like the deeper level of this is like in those moments of tension, Amanda, I love you bringing that up of like, just being real, like I'm a target God. This sounds so like American white girl (laughs) issue. Like I know this and I, I, but I want this right now. And I'm like going to wrestle with that and be honest and bring it before you, you know, like me being like, man, I have to get up at 6am and like, I'm tired and I'm pregnant and blah, blah, blah. Like just being honest with where we're at and bringing that heart of flesh before him and being like, renew that steadfast spirit within me, make me strong enough to know that you are worthy, that you're better than anything this world has to offer. And I think especially like this week, I've been thinking about this so much with what's going on in the Ukraine. Like, I just, I feel like it's so easy for me to just compartmentalize and just break that part of of it, my brain off and be like, I can't see it. I can't feel it. I don't know what that looks like. So I don't have to worry about it. Like I can't, I feel like I'm helpless. I can't do anything about it. But I think that like in those times where something's going on with our brothers and sisters across the world, like God wants us to, as much as we can, like ask him to give us his heart for that situation. Ask him to wake us up to the fact that like, I'm not entitled to be an American. Like I could easily be a mom right now, pregnant with my toddler, having to figure out how to cross the border to get my kids safe. Like that makes me want to cry just thinking about. Right. And then here I am being like, I have to wake up at 6 a.m. You know? Exactly. I know. Well, it's funny that you mentioned... It's funny that you mentioned Ukraine. Cause that also went through my mind of like, when I was thinking, I really just want this like treat. It's a treat. And it's a, it's a fleshly desire that I want to have. And it's almost, it sounds so toddlerish because it is <laughs> like, that's the thing. Like my, that's the way my two-year-old acts when he doesn't get like the applesauce he wants right when he wants it. And that so feeling true. as like an, a 32 year old woman comes over me, but we just don't like, now we know we can't throw a fit and like lay down and cry, but it comes out and just like, Oh, like now I'm agitated and like this stinks and whatever. Well, as I'm like thinking that I immediately thought of Ukraine because it was, I think 
the same day or the next day when, I don't know if you heard about this, but there was a, um, a woman's like maternity and children's hospital clinic that got bombed in the Ukraine. Did you hear yes, about this? I saw, again, you know, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna confess to you. I saw like it shared on someone's Instagram story and I didn't click on it because I could, I live, was like, I can't even handle this right now. But no. honestly, like, but I'm like, I don't want to be numb also to what's going on. So no, tell me, tell me more about it. Cause I like, I saw it and then I just kind of moved on. Well, I just saw it and it like took me aback, honestly. And I just thought I literally placed myself in their position. And I just thought, oh my gosh, I can't imagine being in labor, getting bombed. I mean, some of these sweet, precious, innocent women were white as ghosts and in labor because they just got bombed and had cuts all over them. And these men are like carrying them out in labor. They're birthing a human. Like, this is the last thing they should have to think about. And they're getting carried out. And in my mind, I'm thinking, where are they taking them? Where are they going that's safer than a hospital in the Ukraine? Oh, I don't know. Like, is there anywhere safer? So all these, my mind just starts like, you know, spiraling. And so I literally just looked at the phone and I just started to pray over each picture that I saw. And I would like pray specifically for that woman. And then that baby, because I thought there's nothing else you're right. Like it does feel really helpless and it feels like, okay, I can pray for them. I can maybe send money or I can donate to somewhere or whatever. But I just thought if I don't, the way that I'm feeling about them, it's like literally the Lord just gave me his heart in that moment. Cause I thought I have to just intercede for these women right now over this photo. And then it made my stupid Starbucks addiction sound so dumb because it is. Yes. No, but I love that you said intercede Amanda. Cause I've told you this so often I feel like you really do carry like the gift of intercession and I feel like what intercession is is it's just catching God's heart for something and then doing something about it by coming at it from a place of warfare and prayer right and it's funny because I I didn't even cry I didn't like cry or like when I was looking at the photos it and that's how I know it was the Lord because it was really just this moment of like oh okay I'm gonna take the weapons of warfare and I'm just gonna start praying over all these because now I'm actually like in today's technology we can see what's happening. Like you can't, even if you like choose to, okay. Cause I'm like you, I haven't looked at every single article, every single news thing about it because I just can't, you know, like it's, it's hard to, but at the same time, I don't want to do that every single time because I want the Lord to give me a heart that is just like his heart. And I want him to give me eyes to see what he is seeing. And I want to be able to pray for these women. And like, I just, you know, I pray to God that if you and I, or if the U S was in this position, that there'd be women in the Ukraine praying for us too. Absolutely. When you were talking, I was thinking about Ephesians six twelve, which is a scripture that says, for we don't war against flesh and blood, but against rulers, powers, and principalities and authorities in the heavenly places. Like, which I think is such a cool scripture because yes, there is actual physical needs. There's physical war going on. There's money that needs to be donated. Like doctors need to be there food needs to be given, all of that. But there is this level of spiritual warfare going on in that country right now, in our world right now. And the thing about fasting and praying is I think when, when we, when we choose to commit to like, I'm going to engage that part of my spirit, like my spirit's going to be activated with the Holy spirit. And I'm just going to take time during my day to be aware that I'm not just a soul and I'm not just a physical body, but I am a spirit those are the, like, when we take that time, that's the time when we can start to take territories mm-hmm. and tear down those principalities and authorities in the mm-hmm. spirit. Because it's like, if we never engage that part of ourselves, like 
we're a three part. We are just like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I always think of the Trinity, like he is the father, the son, and the Holy spirit. Well, we are spirit, soul, and body. Like we're mm-hmm. three parts. And mm-hmm. when I think about that scripture where Jesus says that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak, it's acknowledging that they're at war sometimes with each other. Like sometimes my body is going to tell me something. My emotions are going to tell me something that is not actually true. And it has to be my spirit that has to like, be like, no, I'm going to, the spirit is going to be the leader. My spirit is is connected to Holy spirit. And that's the one that's going to dictate what I think about something, what I pray about something, what I do about something. This is like a smaller example of that, but I, a couple of weeks ago, I was leading worship and I was just having an off day. Like pregnant. I woke up feeling nauseous. I just wasn't like feeling it. And my flesh and my body were kind of like, I just would have rather slept in that day. You know, if I'm just being honest and I was like, not acknowledging the fact that God's given me a gift to steward that I can use for his body. And I was taking it for granted. Like he's given me a gift to lead worship, to sing. And I nine times out of 10 and super joyful to use it. But that day I was just not. And when I got up there to lead, there was this couple that I saw like in the, in the congregation and they were just kind of staring at me the whole time. Like they weren't really singing. They weren't doing anything that the guys like arms was, was crossed. And honestly, like I was so in my flesh, I was just in my head. And the whole time I'm thinking they don't like me. Like I must not be leading well. They don't like what I'm singing. Like I'm like, I just felt insecure because of this couple. Like it was so weird, but I like, I was so in my soul And in my body of just like, I felt like I don't want to be on stage right now. I feel uncomfortable, you know? And I just kind of kept having to press in, in the spirit being like, but these words I'm singing are true. What I'm declaring is true. Like it's, you're worthy of this, even when like, I don't want to do it. Right. Which is the definition of, I think prayer and fasting. It's like, I don't want to give this up. I don't want to get up early, but you're worthy. And let my spirit be the one that dictates my actions, not the other way around. So I'm like doing this leading worship. Afterwards, I'm walking out and I feel this like tap on my shoulder and I turn around and it's that couple. And I'm like preparing myself. They're going to like, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. Rip and you literally, <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, are they going to tell me that like I'm the worst worship leader they've ever heard? Like, I don't know. And I turn around and the guy has tears in his eyes. And he was like, I just want you to know that like you are the best. This was like the best worship experience I've ever experience like what you carry is so beautiful to me like your voice is so I mean it was the complete opposite of what I thought like it was the total opposite like here I am judging myself thinking that I know what's true that like they hate me when in reality they were standing still because God was moving through me into their lives and it it was like it totally took me aback and to be honest like I've been thinking about it since then because it made me realize how often am I in my flesh and in my soul and I create a scenario or a narrative in my head that I'm convinced is true. That is literally the complete opposite of truth. Mm -hmm. Like that. And I really think that God told them to come tell me that because it was like, Hey, Cammie, you're not God. Like you don't know what's true all the time. You don't know what's real. Like something could seem totally real to you and it's not. (laughs) And it just like shocked me, to be honest. I was like, whoa, like, I am so thankful I pressed through, but also I need to press through more to like, tell my soul and my body, like, hey, you're not God here. Like, you don't get to make up situations in your head that are not always going to be true. That's so sweet that they came in and said that to you. I know. Do you know what I was thinking when you were talking is in the same way that you were on stage, probably battling like, 
flesh and spirit, like soul and mind. I really believe that that was probably the exact same thing that was going on with them because on the outside, you know, he said he's standing there, like has his hands crossed. Like they're just kind of staring, not maybe like, maybe not engaging in worship, like fleshly, you know, fully, but on the inside, clearly his spirit was like on fire and having there, his like spirit was having a little dance, dance party inside, but his flesh was probably fighting the opposite of you, like from being on stage, like someone who's in the congregation being like, well, can I raise my hand? This, and if it was maybe like one of his first times to worship, he's probably standing there looking all around. Like, am I going to look silly? What about this? He probably had all those same questions, but opposite going through his mm-hmm. head. When in reality, he's like, his spirit's jumping for joy because he's getting to worship God. And yes. it's a gift that you're right. He's given you. And I just think that's so, that's so cool. And that's such a, even just like learning experience for whenever, cause you're, this is not going to be the first time you lead worship and see somebody like right. that, that may not align with like their spirit what's you know they're doing on in their flesh on the outside and you're right I just think it's such a cool opportunity to keep pressing in and be like hey you know what it's actually just not about me in this moment yes well I was gonna say that at the end of the day I think the thing when I finally processed it more in my head was that even if he had come up to me and been like hey like I don't like you or that was bad or whatever it's not about me like it's actually not about me and like I need to get to a point of like breaking off fear of man to where like that could be the case and it shouldn't shift what I'm doing because I'm doing it because it's as unto the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's actually a great thing to kind of transition us out of the episode was, you know, the question we asked last week that I want to remind us of again, the two questions were, what's something that's in my life that needs to leave if I want to live more free, look more like Jesus, be a disciple of Christ. I'm saying those things because I think last week I said to be closer to Jesus and I was listening back and I'm like, you know what? I don't like that because at the end of the day, we actually can't get any closer to Jesus, like because of him, like he is as close as he'll ever be. He's never distancing himself, but like I can, because again, it's make, not about us. <laughs> what about us? It's like, yeah. oh, I can't get closer. You are closer than anyone else. Like there's no possible way but I can make my soul more free. I can look more like him. I can be more in tune with what his spirit's doing. And I think for me, something that I need to get rid of in my life that has to leave to look more like him is, is fear of man. It's people pleasing. It's like caring more about what people who can like stand in front of me in the flesh and talk to me, what they think more than what the Lord thinks or what the spirit's telling me to do. So that's just for me personally. And then the second question was, what's something that I could add to my life that would do the same things that would make me feel more free, more looking more like Christ. And then as we fast and pray those things, like in this season, hoping, like, I love what you said about hoping that it makes a a long-term impact, that it's not just a short thing that we're doing. And then after Easter, we're like moving on, but it's digging to those deeper places so that we learn and grow. And like, it becomes like a bigger thing. I was talking with a lady at my church this week and we were talking about Lent and she was saying how, she had this like kind of like emotional connection with ice cream. Like she, she's like not even an overweight lady at all, but she said since she was little, like her parents went through a really tough divorce and ice cream was like, at the end of the day, she always had a bowl of ice cream and it was just what she looked forward to. She had an emotional connection to it and she gave it up for Lent one year and realized through that, just how deep that connection was, that it was like what she was kind of living for. And then when she, gave that up she like it's it literally from that point forward it's been a thing that's not really a part of her life like she's like I still eat ice cream here and there I don't really keep it in my house anymore like it just isn't something that dictates my life and I'm like that's like the goal honestly mm-hmm. is to For have sure. it be something where it's not like a small thing but it exposed deeper things and 
then it just becomes a part where it's like, yeah, this actually isn't like an idol anymore. Yeah. And I think that goes into kind of what we were talking about um, before the podcast, Cami. of, I know for me, if I am not, if my decisions, even when it comes to like small things, like, am I going to make the bed this morning? Do I like want to stop and get coffee? Do I'm, how am I going to, what's the like attitude I'm going to have towards my kids disciplining today? Like all the, all those decisions, like small and big, if it's not under the umbrella of the Holy spirit, and then it's going to be one of two things for me personally, it's going to be desire or fear. So I'm going to drive through Starbucks because I just desire it and my flesh wants it. And that's that because I'm a toddler and I want what I want (laughs) and, or, or it's going to be, and there's no other reason. It's just like, it's simply my flesh. Yeah. It's simply my flesh desiring it truthfully. And sorry, all I can hear is the Ariana Grande song. I want it. I got got it. it. (laughs) I want it. I'm like, that's us literally. Or so the other thing, if it's not, if my decision-making is not under the Holy spirit is going to be fear. So if I'm scared, like you were saying of the fear of man, or I'm scared of, I don't know, like disappointing someone, or I'm scared of not being perfect. And I'm scared of letting someone down. If it's, it's going to be, that's going to be a big motivator for me if it's not under the spirit. And so at the end of the day, what I'm praying and fasting for during this Lent season is that the Lord would reveal the things that I'm fearful of that I don't need to be fearful of. Cause really the only person I should fear is God. And that he would also take these like really simple, not, not again, like you were saying, not like ice cream's bad, not like coffee is bad, but it's the desire behind it. Like, am I using this as a comfort blanket? Like there's a saying that's, you know, like just living for Friday or whatever. And I feel like sometimes that can be what ice cream is or what coffee is. So it's, again, it's not the thing that we're choosing to give up, but it's like, am I living for this like Starbucks run every morning? Because if I am mm-hmm. like the Lord has so much bigger plans for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like when, when you're like, if that's what you're looking forward to, which I'm so guilty of that. Same. It's like, Oh, I have way bigger dreams for your day. How sad is that? If like, we really confess to ourselves, like, Hey, the highlight of my day is going to Starbucks. <laughs> like, right. I love it. But, like there's more. There's so much more. And so that's the point of Lent for me right now is just to see the bigger picture and to see the bird's eye view of what the Lord sees and to know that I'm going to live my life each day for him and not for these like simple pleasures that my flesh just gets like instant gratification from. Yes. Come on. Yes, Lord. So listen. Lent is changing us from the inside out and I'm here for it. It really is. You know what? In my, (laughs) this is, this is just going to be a superficial prayer, but it's like, if he can change it from the inside out, then he can really change my skin from the inside out as well. And I don't have to get Botox because he can just change it. Yes. He can just heal from the inside. It's going to make my skin glow. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Honestly, like the Botox conversation is like here for another day. We need to like have a guest on and like ask people. Amanda and I just, to be honest, we don't get Botox and like everyone else we know kind of does. And so yeah. we're just like, what does this mean for our life? So BBs, we'd love to hear your thoughts because I think, okay, again, here's the thing. What's the motivation? Yeah, exactly. Like, I just don't know if there's an answer to where I could really purely come before you and the Lord and be like, I have a pure motive for getting Botox. I just don't know what that is. I don't, I don't have a pure motive. I just want to have a smooth face. <laughs> <laughs> like that's why, that's why I haven't done it yet. Cause I'm like, it's not, it's not coming from, you know, it's not coming from the inside coming from a fleshly desire of just wanting to look pretty. 
We're not judging anyone who gets Botox, by the way. No, like, we're not. But my personal desire would be a little conceited. So that's why I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. And if you have a pure reason why you get Botox, can you let me know so I can maybe use that as mine? <laughs> exactly. Send them in. Please send them in so if we do get it, we don't feel bad about it. <laughs> also, though, if you're if you get it while I'm pregnant or breastfeeding and I can't get it, I'm going to be really upset. So you at least have to wait because that's not okay. That's oh, just listen. rude. Yeah, it's rude. Listen, I'm going to get a pair of golden goose before I get Botox. <laughs> okay, thank you. I, I affirm that decision. And also, we, maybe we just won't. Maybe we can, like, find better use for all of our money in this situation. <laughs> exactly. Oh, Lord. Exactly. Okay. But I think we should pray because that's not how I want to end up. So no, it's gonna be absolutely awesome. not. Listen, hey, all I'm doing right now is making known my flesh. That's all. Just letting you guys know I'm human. We are the real, real full and exposed on this episode slash this podcast. <laughs> also, my child's like screaming downstairs. So, okay. So we should probably pray. <laughs> napping. Will you pray for us and then pray for me that my son would nap? Yes, you, Lord. Absolutely. Oh, Lord Jesus. We just come to you today, father. We just thank you for this space, God, that we get to talk about you, that we get to process with you, um, that we get to process with one another. I just pray for any listener, God, right now, whether they're driving, whether they might be having a Starbucks, lucky for them, whatever they are doing, (laughs) Father, I just pray for your favor over them, God. I pray that as we continue to fast, God, that um, we would just ask the deeper questions that you would cleanse us, that you would sanctify us, God, that you would just wash over us, Father, that you would help us to be a vessel, um, a vessel of honor for you, God, and that uh, our Mm -hmm. life would reflect that, Jesus, and that it wouldn't be like we were talking about, just really not about us at all, that we would be willing to get out of the way that it's, um, no one is a celebrity here. No one's a superstar God. It is all about you, father. And we would just pray Mm -hmm. that, um, in this season, we continue to make it about you. We pray for our brothers and sisters, God, um, in the Ukraine right now, God, we just pray, um, that any spirit, that any evil spirit, God, dark spirit that is over that place, God, that would just have to flee in the name of Jesus, God, that it would just have to leave. And we pray for your peace. We pray just for, um, your blood over Ukraine, God. And we just pray that you would bring so much healing, God. And um, we believe that you can, Father, and we are expectant for it. And we love you, Jesus. And we'll see you next time. Amen. Amen. Oh, I love this. I love you guys, baby. And I hope that you'll have the best week. I'm Cammy. I'm Amanda. We are basically basic. And we know you are too. Be blessed. And be basic. <laughs>